You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Ice Man. Uh, no guest again. We're supposed to have some. Uh, the crazy cat lady is com- going to come back on, but unfortunately, she came down with a extremely bad migraine. <clears throat> Another subject I spoke to said he was in Bible study and was going to call me back. Well, that was about four hours ago. Uh, so either he's got a lot of Jesus in his life, or forgot to call me back or blew me off. <laughs> so you get. Me, myself, and I again. So I'm going to have to go back into the old bag and pull out some old stories because uh, I can't say unfortunately because it was uh, actually a pretty quiet week for me past week. Uh, so I guess that's a good thing because uh, for me anyway, and I guess the general population, that. Yeah come in contact with a bunch of stupid shit or stupid people. So we just have to go back and uh, tell some old stories. Uh, first one I want to start out with, like I said, this, this story was, I was not involved with. Uh, I was told the story because from people that don't know, when a bunch of uh, cops get around each other, that's what we do usually is talk about our old stories the crap we've done, seen, and everything else or happened to us. This is a, a guy that was a partner of mine at one time uh, on motors. He was, we were talking about some old stuff, and he was telling me when he used to work night shift in uniform uh, that he had pulled over this uh, alleged, we'll use the word, he pulled over this guy for uh, suspicion of being drunk for DWI. And he said, he, uh, like I said, believe it or not, you know, even the current environment that we're in, you know, a lot of people hating on, hating on cops and everything. And we're pretty much jokesters, most of us, a lot of times. And sometimes we just joke when we shouldn't joke around either. But anyway, he pulled this guy over and, uh, from what I was told, is this guy was pretty, pretty drunk. Like, way past what he should have been driving. And, uh, during the process of the stop, he had, uh, decided, <laughs> decided he was gonna mess with the drunk guy. And, uh, like I said, this, this was a long time ago. This was before I even worked with the guy. So I, I don't know how many years ago, 10 years plus. 
you know. Anyway, he had a one of them prop hands. It was around Halloween time, I think. He had one of them fake severed hands. What he decided to do is he took this fake severed hand and he just kind of like chunked it under the car. Anyway, he, he got the, the drunk guy out and, you know, he's doing the DWI stuff on him, whatever. And he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, uh, did you, oh my God, did you see that? And the guy's like, what? And he, he points to the, the hand underneath his car and says, well, you must have ran over somebody or something like that. Well, this guy goes beyond, from what I understand, beyond just freaking out. Or anything like that. That when he's saying that this guy went in a complete hysteria mode, like lost his shit, panic attack mode shit. And of course, this guy at the time he's like, "Oh fuck, this really wasn't that good of an idea that I did this, this motherfucker." But he said it took him about, I guess, you know, ten or fifteen minutes to calm this poor drunk bastard down and. Let him know that he was joking with him and he didn't run over with nobody or anything like that. He said this guy was in complete hysteria. Now, I don't remember if he, he arrested the guy or, or what happened like that. Like I said, this wasn't my story, but but he said this guy went to just straight up like bawling like a little girl and stuff like that, thinking he didn't run over somebody and the only thing left under his car was his hand and all this other shit like that. I don't know if y'all think it's funny. I thought it was pretty fucking funny. You know, even though I, I wasn't there, but I could get the visual, visualize that in my my mind. This drunk guy just freaking out, thinking he done run somebody over. Would have, I guess I has a bad joke. I never did. I've done some, you know, crazy shit. I, I ain't never fuck with nobody like that. Like I said, the outcome of it, I, I, I'm not sure. I can't tell you. I, I can't even speculate. I don't remember at all. Now, I did work with a guy one time. We, we've heard him talk. We've heard him talk about him several times. Hondo. Well, this was umpteen years ago. Like I said, these are all, a whole bunch of my way back in the day story because I, I was actually prepared to have guests. And uh, so... I'm just flying off the cuff here trying to give you all something that's a little bit funny. Anyway, Hondo in this uh, flavor of the week, I won't say that. They dated for a while. But anyway, just check he was dating. They're no longer together. Anyway, they decided he, he bought himself a, he went and got himself a, a cat for a pet. And uh, Douglas the cat was quite comical uh, feline companion. Well, Hondo learned real fast. I think this might have been the first cat he ever owned or whatever. Hondo found out real fast that if you decided you're in the love-making mood and you and your girlfriend or wife or whatever is in the bedroom and you have her in the doggy-style position doing your thing, and this kitten decides that your ball sack looks like a dangly toy for him to start batting around with his paws. <laughs> yeah, it happened. He came work and told us about it. D- Douglas the cat decided to uh, take a paw to Hondo's nutsack and 
I guess, play speedball with them or something like that. Needless to say, that ruined the moment. I got it with a full-grown cat with them little kitten claws. I'm pretty sure didn't feel good on Hondo's balls. Moral of that story is, if you have pets, put them out of the room before you before you commence to uh, doing your thing, man or woman, or however you however y'all doing it. I, I would remove pets out of the room. Just looking for all kind of bad situations in that one. Uh, be rest assured, Hondo's uh, balls were fine. He did not need any medical attention or anything like that. Of course, even if, if that would have been me and, and if I wouldn't need medical attention, I don't know if I went and got it because that would be plum embarrassing. How are you going to you know, explain that your your cat <laughs> decided to use your nut sack as a scratching post? So, this is Labor Day weekend. I hope everybody's being safe out there. Enjoying y'all's adult beverages, but do it responsibly. Don't drink and drive, please. You don't want a DWI, and you sure in the hell don't want to get in a wreck and hurt a innocent family or person or something like that. So get your designated driver, or just do like do like I do. Just stay home and drink. It's cheaper and safer. Just need more friends to do it with. So, just just stay safe. Cook yourself some hamburgers or steak. Uh, me and me and Bam were out and about of yesterday and day before yesterday, getting you know buying groceries, getting stuff like that. We're not general errands, and I don't know what it is about this weekend or just this past month. <laughs> and she's not nearly as bad as me. God, it's like, it's like stupid has just taken over lately. Just all the stupid motherfucking people just everywhere. She was even ready to go. I mean, we went to two different stores, three different stores. and It's like every store I went in, it seems like, I don't know, they were having a sale on stupid or something like that because just every fucking body's just so goddamn stupid. And hopefully we'll be going in phase three shortly. Cause if I wouldn't have been the first person in this line, I'd have turned around and fucking walked off. We went to go to one store. I walked in. They said, oh, can you step back outside a second, sir? Said, what the fuck's going on? I had to wait for somebody to check out and leave before they let us in because I guess they were at capacity. So like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. I'm ready for this uh, the zombie apocalypse to go on. Fucking mass shit and everything else can make me... If I'd have been farther back in line and... There was nothing I was going in this store for uh, specifically. Yeah, we'd have fucking left. They wouldn't have got any money from us. I'm not waiting in the fucking line to go spend money somewhere. Because inside the store, guess what? There wasn't nobody fucking social distancing. Everybody was on top of each other just like normal. Everybody's got their, their fashion sense mask on. So... That's my little rant. I don't know where all the fucking stupid people came this weekend, but they're out and about. Fucking just moron. Somebody. And then, then while we were where we were at, we come back out. I don't know if they did it because uh, we have some 
blue line stuff on on Bam's Jeep or not because uh, somebody, and I'm pretty sure it was on purpose. Like, yeah, I had bought her a 50 caliber uh, antenna. It's on there. Somebody grabbed it and just snapped it. They didn't try. To, they wasn't trying. They didn't try to steal it because it was laying on the fucking ground. They just grabbed it and broke it fucking off. Where now I'm gonna have to either buy a whole new, not just the antenna, but the whole screwing system and all that other shit to fix this. Motherfuckers, keep your hand on your own shit. It's whoever did it. They better be fucking glad we wasn't coming out and I saw them doing it at the time. Because I guarantee it'd have been a whole different outcome. What me, Bam ain't gonna let you just get away with fucking with her shit like that, especially her Jeep. But I mean, really, people, you don't put your hands on other people's shit. Like I said, damn lucky. If I'd have called them, I'd have. There's a good chance I'd have fucking. That cops would have been called, and it's probably because I'd been beating the fuck out of somebody. So. People need to keep their hands on their own shit. I don't fuck with people's shit. You don't need to fuck with other people's shit. And if that is the reason they did it, I mean, fuck you. Because I guarantee you that's the same motherfucker that's probably calling the cops when when one of their dirtbag-ass fucking friends is either beating their ass, fucking stealing their shit, or took their drugs or whatever. I mean, fuck you. Karma's a bitch, motherfucker. People like that? Karma's a bitch. Hope you walk in and catch your daddy fucking your wife. That's what I hope. Right there. That's karma. Okay? So fuck you, you piece of shit. Get that rant out of the way. Since at least the rest of the week was good. <laughs> Except for that bullshit. We're going to... I was thinking earlier today, I was during this week, I was thinking about some of my training I did when I first started doing this shit in motors like 20 years ago. I don't know why, but uh, they don't do it anymore. But we actually got to go ride our motorcycles in uh, advanced motor school in uh, Ag Barn at uh, LSU, uh, Louisiana State University, Ag- Agricultural Barn. They did rodeos and stuff like that. So it's that real, real soft, fine dirt and stuff like that. So we got to take these hard days and road kings and ride them like fucking dirt bikes in this dirt. And this shit was actually so thick. And it was so fucking thick that at one point I stopped. I just got off the bike and the bike, without the kickstand down, the fucking bike would just stand up. I know it's not a funny story or nothing like that. I don't know why I was thinking about it. It was a fucking awesome time. Uh, we rode the bikes all over the LSU campus and places that you're not even allowed to never even think allowing a motorcycle to go now inside the stadium and all that stuff like that. I don't feel but like up and down where all the people walk and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, it was a good time. I guess I'm just getting too fucking old. Now I'm starting to reminisce on my old training days and stuff like that. So, all right, well, I'm going to take me a quick break and then I'll be right back. All right. Stand by. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you standing by? A very important message is coming. Are you still standing by? We interrupt for this breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. There's a podcast that happens on Saturday night that you need to know about. All right, can I get out of serious mode? 
Let's go to Goofy. Okay. <clears throat> Make sure to listen to Louisiana Saturday Night. Robert and April are your hosts, and they talk a lot about current events. And occasionally they'll have a guest and include them on the conversation. It's raw, it's blunt, and explicit. <laughs> well, if there is one thing I know, and that is I like dirty. Uh, anyway. It's for anyone who wants to have fun and not take life so seriously. And God knows we need that these days. Robert and April on Louisiana Saturday Night. Check them out at louisianasaturdaynight.podbean.com. Welcome back from break. Uh, Y'all go check Robert and April out, Louisiana Saturday Night Podcast. Check April and her sister out on... Southern Discomforts and Robert and his cousin out on Getting Right Downs to It podcast. So I'm going to go way, way back. Uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned before, I was uh, one of the first SWAT team members. They called it SRT. A lot of departments do that because, like I, said, I think I said before, they don't. SWAT, they say, sounds too intimidating, so they use other acronyms for it. Anyway, I was on the SRT team. I was one of the first members in this department when it started. This was in uh, the mid-'90s. Anyway, they had gotten a small budget for it. They would gotten uh, an old panel van, just, you know what I'm talking about, just a, a, like a Dodge or Ford van with no windows on the side. Kind of like them Chester vans where they had it painted a dark color and they had uh, these wood wood benches just on each side built in the back of it and they had the whole inside of it rhino lined like doing the truck beds. They had the whole inside of it done like this. Well, I'm not, I don't remember exactly. I think we were out doing warrants or something like that or something drug related. So we all, you know, I forget how many of us there were all together, but we were all suited up, you know, we get to use our van. We, we're suited up, we get in the back of the van, you know. We're going, you know, I forget who was driving. They were driving, we're going down the road. You know, all roads have curves, curves in it. Well, most of them in Louisiana anyway. Well, whoever had, was the driver, they decided they, had, they went and got the van cleaned previous to us using it had the inmates clean it and like i said pretty sure they didn't do it on on purpose or anything but uh in their process of cleaning it what they did was they took armor all and they armor all the whole inside back of this van where it had been rhino lined which made it slippery as shit it was like trying it, it was like ice trying to walk on just a sheet of ice so we're you know you got i don't know how many like 10 10 of us all together in this van every fucking curve and stuff they went around we were sliding everywhere in this thing because there wasn't no no handrails no handles no seat belts no nothing in the back of this thing just this wooden bench on each side for us to sit on and you have no grip at all on the floor, so we're just sliding all over on top of each other. It's like fucking uh, 
that wrangling brother clowns in a little clown car or something. Got all these grown ass men just. I think we got more beat up on the ride there and back than what, what whatever we did. I what nothing major happened on these warrants, but we were all over the back of this fucking van. I do believe they said the next uh, the next time they they did have it done, they made sure the inmates did not armor all the inside of the van again, uh, so we could actually not kill each other when you got a bunch of two hundred plus pound men. Slamming up against each other in the back, going around curves and everything, but it, it was quite—it was quite the show. If they'd had car cameras back then, that that would have been a show. Like I said, you, I mean, we just—we'd hit the floor, the wall, nothing to hold on to, just just a free for all in the back. So, don't do that. Actually, uh, this past year, an inmate cleaned my bike for me and. Me just, like I said, assumption is uh, the mother of all fuck-ups because I assume that he just knew better. Well, I got my bike and I'm going down the road and happened to, went to the store and got off my coming out. I happened to notice, and like I said, he had arm-rolled the tires, the sidewalls on my motorcycle, which you don't do that. That's fucking <laughs> extremely dangerous. It took me a while to keep we just scrubbed it off and washed it off as best I could and told him to never do that again. You'd get somebody killed doing it. But like I said, he was just trying to make, make the tires look pretty and didn't know that he could possibly cause me to go sliding down the road on my ass and back and stuff because if I got over too far and uh, there goes all my grip, no more gription. I don't know if that's the word, just said it. No gription. Don't put armor on your motorcycle tires. That's a safety tip, which that's just common sense. Hopefully, most people know. Don't don't armor on your motorcycle or your seat. Keep armor all off your seat on your motorcycle. Also, that'll cause your ass to slide right off that motherfucker. Also, another when I was on a SRT team, a SWAT team, we were still training at the time. We were training for uh, with flashbangs. Just a distractionary device. Uh, I think most people know what they were. Or, you know, it's like you, you throw it out there. It's a very loud bang noise with a very, very bright flash. And what it does, it just disorientates the bad guy long enough. Hopefully, we can get in there and get him without any, you know, anybody fighting or weapons or anything, you know, at each other. So. We were training with them. We were at the, our, the training center at the time. Well, y'all heard me talk about Coon. Well, Coon at this time happened to be the training coordinator. He was sitting in his office. Like I said, we were outside training. And uh, the, these things are, are extremely, extremely loud if you've never experienced it in person. Well, somebody pulled the pin on the flashbang and threw it out. We were throwing it out into the range area where we shoot. Well, this person didn't throw it out far enough where the flashbang was still partially under the awning part, covered awning part of the firing range. Well, when this thing went off, 
it the the concussion of it from the explosion was enough where it it totally blew out and shattered like twenty fucking fluorescent lights on this awning. Just the the long fluorescent. I'm not talking about the little short ones. I'm talking very long fluorescent lights. And it, like I said, it just blew them out. Glass is just raining down on us. And just, well, of course, Coon comes running out. Asking if we were fucking stupid and what the hell we're doing. Cause he was pissed off. Like I said, it, it blew out a good, a minimum of 20 fucking big, long-ass fluorescent lights. And we just kind of all stopped because it's like, oh, shit. But it's too late at this point. Done fucked up. <laughs> so he got over it. He wasn't happy. But yeah, we it, it was it was a fucking mess on that. Now the main news part today uh, comes out of Detroit. Let me pull this up for us. Hopefully, I can read it. Bear with me, because I know I just saw it on here. It was on here, and my phone freaked out. Anyway, it was out in Detroit. A federal, I guess some of these protester group or whatever, decided they wanted to, they filed a lawsuit against the police department, the police department. And this federal judge, I can't, I can't find it. I'm just going to go from memory, so bear with me, people. This federal judge, I think her first name was Laura, Lori, I don't remember her last name. She went ahead and made a ruling against the Detroit Police Department where I, I think it's for the next two weeks or so that they are not allowed to use supposedly any uh, force or anything against, which they're talking about batons, Gas, mace, rubber bullets, uh, shields, all the, the non-lethal stuff that's used against protest people when they're being unlawful. They can't. They don't. They got a court order saying they can't use that shit. So they saying that's because the, the their thing is saying the police are just arresting all these uh, peaceful protesters. When you're burning shit, destroying shit, hell, to me personally, if you're standing in the fucking roadway, stopping traffic, stopping somebody from going where they need to go or wanting to go or something like that, and you're stopping me from going where I want to go, at that point, to me, you're not peaceful no more. Okay, if you're not destroying my shit, you're, you're infringing on my right to go down this road to go wherever store, job, hospital, wherever the fuck I'm going. So to me, at that point, you're not being peaceful. You want to be peaceful, stand on the road with your sign, you know, hoop and holler, chant, whatever the fuck you want to say. That's your right. But once you start infringing on other people's rights, now you're not being peaceful no more, especially if you're burning and stealing shit. Anyway, this judge said they can't use it. So I don't know what these fucking judges and stuff like this are thinking. They use this shit to peep, so they don't have to use deadly force. I don't know any fucking, like I said, I, me personally, and I've been doing this 26 years, I don't know any 
law enforcement person personally that gets up in the morning and puts their duty rig on with their gun and says, man, I hope I get to shoot somebody today. Made the comment earlier tonight. I was like, I've been doing this 26 years, knocking on some wood. Hopefully, hopefully I can do the rest of my career out and never have to pull a trigger on somebody. That's the fact I don't, I don't want to have to take somebody's life, and then I'm still going to have to deal with that the rest of my life knowing that I did. Even, you know, justified or, or not. I mean, believe me, I'm pretty sure that'd be a pretty psychological fuck up. Enough fucked up shit we already got to see and deal with in our minds. We have to deal with that. But not in Detroit. Can't use the non. They, they've taken all the non-lethal stuff away from them. So, and I guess they don't want you using lethal force, of, uh, lethal force, of course. So, I guess just let the motherfuckers do what they want to do. Cause I guess that's that, that's what the, we're getting down to the point of. So, just let them burn and loot the fucking cities. Let burn that fucking shit down. But don't come asking the government and the taxpayers to rebuild the shit afterwards. Want to burn your fucking hood down? Burn the fucker down. You ain't got nowhere to go grocery shopping, nowhere to buy clothes, nowhere to do this. Hey, that's on all the fucking protesters that were peaceful that burnt the shit down. Because in Detroit, you can't use a rubber bullet or gas or batons or riot shields or nothing like that against the, the peaceful looters. So I just think that's just a whole fucked up situation. I hope this country can get itself back on the right track. Because right now... Right now, it's like a fucking runaway train that's ready to derail. Because there's just a bunch of stupid shit going on out there. That's going to be the end of the news part. I mean, they had something on Fox News, a video of it and stuff like that. Uh, go read it and check it out. I mean, get all the details. Like I said, I was trying to pull it up. Wasn't able to. I wasn't going to have to sit here with a bunch of dead silence while I'm trying to look something up on. I was telling Bam about this uh, yesterday. We made a trip through a subdivision. I was cutting around some stuff, and this was an extremely large subdivision, and she made the comment how, you know, if she came here and tried to do that, she'd probably end up getting lost. Well, I did when I was working uh, in this other certain area. They had, there's some ginormous-ass subdivisions, hundreds and hundreds of houses. Uh, I went into the subdivision. I think they had a, a radar or stop sign, something patrol like that. So I went in there to work it. My ass did get turned around in this fucking subdivision. I was driving around, driving around. After about 10 minutes of driving around, I, was, uh, I started noticing I was sitting the same streets. I actually had to pull over, pull up my fucking maps on my phone to see how to get the fuck out this goddamn subdivision because I got lost inside of a subdivision it was so big and everybody's like oh this that and this. it you know it takes a long time to drive around and work in working areas to learn all these roads and the more people move into areas more subdivisions they build the more road names you get and everything that's almost impossible just to remember every every single road I said something the other day to the top a couple weeks ago, he said something because I'm not, I'm not from that area. I've been working for the part about 
Like three years, excuse me. Got a little later start tonight than we expected, and I'm going to try to make sure I put 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 my episodes out when every Sunday when I say I'm going to do. I'm just going to be late. But uh, they were picking on because I don't know a lot of the, the, the places. I know I'll tell them a lot of times. Just look, just give me a fucking landmark. Give me a a, a fucking store or a business or something like that, and I pretty much I'll, I'll find it. Well, I'm a uh, sergeant the, the week so said called something by this other name, and I'm like I, I couldn't find. It. Well, it's it's like a, a a local name they gave this area, but it's not the actual name of it. I'm like well, y'all just fucking me up. It's like I need to, you know don't be giving me the, the the local nickname for something that's not fucking gonna show up. So I'm I'm still I'm I'm trying. I'll, I'm, you know, I hear something. I'll look it up, try to see where it's at and stuff like that. Uh, hopefully, the, like I said, the weather's going to be getting cooler. Uh, hopefully, soon we'll be going into stage phase or whatever you want to call it, stage three or whatever. I hope to God that the governor does that and moves us into the next stage or whatever. And uh, I'm ready to get back on the, the motor, working on the motor way more than what we have been from. The heat and the corona has screwed everything up, especially the the COVID nineteen has fucked it up. Like I said, a lot of the a lot of departments I know they ain't been working on their motorcycles. Like I said, you, you gotta have a mask on when you go inside it everywhere. And like I said, when you're sweating your ass off and you gotta put a mask on to try to go inside to cool off somewhere or whatever, it you don't get very cool. Put a mask on your face. But you're already drenched in sweat. Hopefully I'll be able to put my leather jacket on soon. I'd rather work in the cold than the heat. So I can put more clothes on and I can take off. Everybody, I hope, staying safe. Like I said, I wish everybody a uh, happy Labor Day. Stay safe out there. Hey, go get your... uh, peanut butter uh, flavored whiskey and that grape cranberry and have a good Monday if you're off I am off we are off thank goodness so got me a four day week coming up like I said it, it, stay safe and uh, still waiting on some emails people uh, except you know anybody in law enforcement motors uh, first responders, period, firemen, EMTs, correctional officers. Hey, if you want to come on, tell your stories. Like I said, still waiting. Give us a shout. Give us a chance. Uh, like I said, I'll keep you anonymous or whatever. You know, or, or, or go talk to your department or supervisor or whatever. they got a lot of departments out there that, that will allow their employees to do it. I do understand the ones that don't. Just do what you got to do. But if you knew, want to come on and tell your story, uh, please do. If you got any comments or anything like that, just give us an email. MotorCopChronicles at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, same name. Uh, Twitter is at, is at MotorC. And we're also on Parlor at MotorCopChronicles Podcast. Uh, hadn't been posting many pictures lately. Hopefully I'll be posting some. Uh, we're getting a little closer on the T-shirt stuff. 
It'll probably be at uh be made to order. I'm not gonna do something, just make a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff and just sit on inventory or nothing like that. Uh, when we do, probably be like twenty bucks a t shirt or something like that. But that's that's getting way closer. You know. Just remember people, you can always smile because the ice man could always be behind you. Up on the throttle This is how legends are made